are you a hot fondue kind of guy? Oh my god. Um not really. I got to say I'm not a fondue, you know? But um if my girlfriend tells me that's what we're doing, then that's what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, that's the way you got to do it, you know? I I don't like a fondue either. I got to be honest with you. I love just, fondue. I think it's delicious. Yeah, not my cup of tea or my cup of uh, cheese, I guess in this case. Is there also is fondue and and you'll have to excuse me for not being as up to speed on fondue cuz I don't even I don't I don't remember ever having it and I'm not even sure I'm saying it well. Um is it more than just melted cheese or is yeah, there like you can a have cho- chocolate fondue, you can have broth fondue. There's a whole restaurant called The Melting Pot that is right. just it's just all fondue. It's yes, great. The Melting Pot. Is that place still around? Do they still have those? I think so. And then, well, and Golden so Corral has a chocolate one, don't they? Golden Corral. You mean like the place? Isn't that like a? Um, is that like a buffet joint? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Yeah. 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 I haven't. Um. I've. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I may have eaten there once, like when I was younger, but not. I'm not a buffet kind of guy. It's a one and go, one and done. It's kind of like I, I got to be honest with you. Um. You know, when I was a kid, I used to love Sizzler, okay? I loved it. I mean, it was great. Malibu chicken, that was my thing when I was a kid. And uh, and I say this, and I'm kind of almost grossed out because um, I had food poisoning this morning, and I have been in bed literally for hours. You sound um, like dog duty. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like dog duty. This is my second cup of Alka-Seltzer, and I've been pounding Gatorade all day. But I haven't thrown pop, up since pop, 11 a.m. I haven't thrown up since 11 a.m., so that's good. Okay. Um so I used to love Malibu chicken when I was a kid. You know, it's it's just a chicken cutlet with like Swiss cheese on it and ham inside, right? Like so. Mm. Um, I remember when I met, you know, my wife and I when we were dating, um, were in Santa Monica, uh, or in that general region. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a Sizzler in that general region, and we were driving by, and I was like, you know what? I want to go to that Sizzler. I haven't eaten Sizzlers since I was a kid. I want to have Malibu chicken. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> And uh, and I did, and it was awful. It was so bad. It was like like I ate something that was like a microwaved meal, basically. What was the name of that place? And I think that they closed down the entire chain during COVID. It was like a salad bar place. I know, like my kids would love to go there, and every time they want to go there, I'm like, I don't want to go there. No, not Cece's. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like one of those salad bar places. You walk in, you hit the salad bar. Soup plantation, yes. Yeah. See, like, no offense, but I hated that place. You know, what? no offense. Yeah, no offense. I is loved my way it. Of... See, I don't like a whole. Bu- now, listen, this is post COVID now, but even pre COVID, I hated everybody's hands in it. You know, like everybody's oh, yeah, touching yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the real reason I hated it, Laura, was not because it wasn't a good salad, it was because when I got there, the salad wasn't enough. So then they would always have those, like, pizzas that they made. So then I'd eat like an entire tray of those pizzas. And then when that was done, then I'd go get like frozen yogurt and I'd throw a, tunch, a bunch of toppings on it. And I was like, I came here for a salad. I walked out 4,000 calories later. That's the old problem. Yeah, that's it is my problem. how it works, though. It is know? my problem. You got to be real. I mean, I feel like that's an ongoing issue with you, though. It is. It, 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 uh, th- this lack of discipline that I'm currently living with, it is, an, it is a me problem for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. What's going on with you? What happened? What happened with food poisoning? Explain. I don't story. know. It's super weird. So my wife, uh, my mom, and I, because my mom is here with us, um, all my wife made this like really nice um, like chicken dish. It's like a lemon chicken, 
And so it's just chicken, you know what I mean? And, like, I didn't even have anything else. Like, I just had, like, some slices of avocado with it. And, bro, I don't know if it was the sauce or whatever. Like, at, like, 1 in the morning, I was starting to get restless and nauseous. And then, you know, I'm like, all right, whatever. And my wife had to go to work super early this morning, so she was up at, like, 4. Um, so then, like, 3.30, I get up again. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, oh, it'll pass. It'll pass. And then I hear her get up, and that's fine. And then my son is sick. So, I, you know, I've been in and out of his room. Um, I mean, he's got, like, a cold, though. Um, and, yeah, it was brutal, dude. Like, all of a sudden, like, at 4.30, I just got up, and I'm like, I got to vomit right now. And that's what happened. And then I had to go vomit several other times um, <laughs> during the morning. And um, I, I was supposed to do around the horn today. And uh, I, you know, around three, around 3.30 when I wasn't feeling great and I knew I was going to vomit sooner or later, I, I sent those guys an email saying, hey, man, I, I'm not feeling great. My son's also sick. I got to figure some stuff out. Um, you know, like, and they're like, no, no worries, you know, whatever. So Woody Page flipped with me. So I should, I, I think I'm doing the show tomorrow. Um, but yeah, like it's been a miserable morning and then imagine, so I haven't had a lot of sleep cause my son's been sick and he's, you know, when he's a three year old, so he's getting in and out of bed, right? Like in the sense of like, he's screaming, waking up and then I wasn't feeling hot. So I got zero sleep. Then I started puking my brains out for several hours. Um, basically almost six or seven and had to take care of him while I, while I was here. Um, so yeah. Because, you know, my my mom did a decent job of, of trying to corral him, but he wanted to be near me. So I've had a miserable morning. So then he took a nap at 1, and that's when I text you guys. I'm like, I'm taking a nap. I feel sick. I'll talk to you guys during the show. Okay. Well, sh- here's a question. Should we all go around the horn here, speaking of which, and try and make George feel better by airing out any of our problems here this I mean, afternoon? if you want to, that's fine. I'm just annoyed that nobody else in this house got sick. Like, my wife was totally fine. My mom is totally fine. We all you ate the same happy. thing. should be happy. No, he's annoyed. Don't you hear that? That no. if he got sick, his wife should get sick, and his mother should get That's sick. So Everybody mean. should be sick. Maybe someone is trying to poison you. <laughs> okay, don't. No, girl, no, no. Maybe. Maybe that's true. You never know. But it was. Uh, I was just like, wait a second. How did that happen? You know, like I don't even understand. Your digestive system didn't like. What you it didn't ate. agree with something. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, clearly, um, it was delicious when I ate it, though. Uh, hmm. So that that's been my day. It's been brutal. I actually missed. Get this. I, I had to do uh, Twitter spaces with the NBA today with James Worthy and Chris Haynes. And I completely whiffed on that. All of a sudden, I wake up now, and there's like 17,000 missed calls from people in the NBA and text messages. And I just had to explain myself to them on text. Be like, dude, this is what's happened all day. I am completely wiped. I'm so sorry. I completely whiffed. I owe you one. Um, so they were like, I, it had to be. Because I would never, ever flake on something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, literally, I text you guys. You know what I mean? But I just forgot that I had to do that because I was so sick and so gassed. Like, I had, I had slept like maybe two or three hours last night. Food poisoning sucks awful it is i wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy okay now that's an interesting phrase i want to take a quick pause here on that i wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy yeah you wouldn't no 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 it's brutal dude it's really bad you know it's really really bad but it's so funny you say that because although i did just wonder why my mom and and mother and uh and my (laughs) my wife didn't have it though i wish it on my closest people the people i love the most i wish they get food poisoning my worst enemy oh i don't want him to have it yeah yeah that is funny um but yeah it was it was really weird like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't it's like it's really bad dude like it just like the vomiting like there's nothing worse your body starts to convulse you have to shiver like it's not fun like how is that fun no, it's not fun. And but but again, that phrase, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. 
So to make you feel a little bit better because yeah. of your puking episode and your missing this NBA thing and everything yeah. else. So my last 36 hours, George, just to, to let you know, um, I had to move out of my house. So oh, moving yeah, out of the, my house, uh, leaking stuff, right? It, yeah. would, it wouldn't be a problem if I were a single guy and I were by myself and I had to yeah. move out of my house and I had to go be in an apartment somewhere. No big deal. I'm a, I'm a single guy. I can do anything, you know, but I have three daughters, three teenage daughters. And so now I have to literally move my three girls out of my house and I have to move them. We moved to a, a, another spot and moving three teenage girls who are busy Oof. with sports and Oof. school and everything else Oof. like an impossibility, yeah. you know, and I have been I haven't been throwing up, but I have been on the verge. All right. I'm admitting this to everybody. Everybody hear me now. OK, I have been on the verge of like hysterical, like tears, like I'm just so oh, yeah upset and depressed yeah. Yeah. about the fact that the house flooded and then the movers came in like an army and they packed me up and then the next thing i know i got to get my girls out of here and i don't know how long my office will last in the house and then i had to like pause and remind myself could be way worse could be way worse like like when i say i wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy i actually caught a timeout and i went actually this isn't so bad I would wish this on my worst enemy. I wish for my worst enemy that your house floods. You got to move out with your kids. You got to figure out where you're going to work. I actually, this is a miserable experience, and I wish this for you, my worst enemy, because I don't want to wish them like bad how about, health. Uh, how, how about like food poisoning? Would you wish that on your worst enemy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Food poisoning is no big deal. Oh, no big deal. It's like it's like an episode. It passes twenty four hours. You threw up all day. You threw up all over mm -hmm. yourself. I wish this mm -hmm. on my worst enemy. Kind no, of food poisoning Petty. is one of the worst things ever. Yeah. I think I would rather be sick or injured with anything else other than food poisoning. Yeah. It's probably the worst thing ever. Yeah, I mean, other than anything like super like uh, like traumatic as far as like deadly, like yeah, like it just like random sickness stuff. Like um, yeah, food poisoning has got to be near the top for sure. Well, I'm saying it's not life and death, so therefore, I would wish this on my worst enemy. You know, you should suffer. You should be miserable. You should know what this feels like, Mr. Enemy or Miss Enemy, okay. as it All were. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know? Yeah, you would wish that on your worst enemy. Well, just yeah. like I'm wishing on my worst enemy now. I'm like, I hope your freaking house floods. I yeah. hope your floors buckle. I hope an army of people moves you out of your house. I hope your daughters are giving you a hard time. Like, I wish that for you. You're my worst enemy. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's not life and death. I mean, listen. I have, I'm one of these people, okay? I always say this. Whatever your worst problem is today, George, your worst problem today is food poisoning. Yeah, really. Whatever your worst problem is today, 12 months from now, one year from now, on November 2nd, 2022, that will no longer be your worst problem. So yes. deal with it. This too shall pass. Um, so for me, I, have to, I, I literally had to reset myself as I'm driving down the road and I'm about to break down and I'm about to start crying. I got no help. Nobody's helping me out, man. I could use my parents for crying out loud. I'm like on the verge of complete hysterics, you know? Yeah. And then I'm like, would you reset, please? Would you just snap out of this and realize it's a house. It's no big deal. You got a roof over your head. You got your family. This too shall pass, just like yeah. your food poisoning. I, I would say this. Food poisoning and, like, panic attacks are near the top. Like, if you've ever had a panic attack, that, that's pretty terrible, too. Yep, haven't had one of those, thankfully. Oh, man, you don't want that either. i never forget the first time I had one of those. <laughs> it was wild. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was at a restaurant, and I was like, mm -hmm. I need more wine or something. Like, I, like it was bad. Like, yeah. I've so had, bad. like... Over my, I, I don't know if the, if the ladies have had it, um, but I've had over the years, like, you know, we're talking 
no, two decades, right? Probably like like a handful, you know, like and they're bad, bro. Like they're bad. Mm-hmm. Like just everything is is closing in on you. It's pretty bad. That I also wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. What else wouldn't you wish on your worst enemy? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven. Be a good person. Yeah. Oh my god! So my, I I don't think I've ever had a panic attack. Although when I look back, they're bad. There, there was this one night. George, I was at a Super Bowl in Indianapolis, and I went to Don Shula's Steakhouse. And I'm sitting there at a table with a group of guys, and I can't sit still. I'm like, I got to get up. I got to get out of here. I can't breathe. And walking from the restaurant outside, because it was in a hotel, it took like a, it was like a mile walk, so it seemed. And I'm outside. <sighs> I'm huffing and puffing. I'm like, what's going on with me? And I think I'm having a panic attack. And then what I realized was I ate one of those weed cookies. And I ate way oh, too yeah, much yeah, of the yeah, weed bro. cookie. And so maybe I did have a panic attack, but it was a weed cookie-induced panic attack. Yeah, that, that doesn't help the cause. Lindsay, yeah. you ever had one before? Yeah, I've been known to have a lot of panic attacks oh, in my yeah, past. They're not fun. Uh, not fun at Lauda? all. I have. I have. Yeah. Um, I've had, I'm 33. I think I've had like maybe three or four of them. Yeah, never fun. And yeah. you know what? You nailed it. You feel like you're having a heart attack. My first one was... When I was like 20-something, and I'm like, I'm 20-something. Why am I having a heart attack right now? Yeah. It was just that. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. All right, you know what else is crazy? Apparently, I, I, I don't know. You guys did the show prep today, but apparently this says something about Steve Mason and Sean McVay. So, I, you know what? Let's dive into that. I, You know me. I'm all about, like, diving into Steve Mason and Sean McVay. So, something – what? Like, can I get a little teaser without giving it away, Lindsay? Yeah. yeah um, they – you know, they had their weekly appearance with Sean McVay on, and I guess last week – Mason decided to ask Sean McVay a question, a very question. Interesting. interesting question. Um, and then they had Les Snead on today, and Les Snead confirmed it was uh, a stupid, stupid question. Oh, okay. Well, I need to find out what that's all about. Is it about, about chunky sure. soup? Yeah. Yeah. Not, Not about chunky, chunky soup, soup nope. I would no. imagine. Okay. All right. Let's do that on the other side. Let's find that out. Let's also get into Deshaun Jackson and Von Miller, uh, since we're going to be talking Rams. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I love this movie. Please tell me you've seen this movie. What year did Chris say this movie was from? I, I think remember. it's 2004. Yeah. Now nah, this one I don't have. Man. What? You've never seen American Gangster? So good. So. <laughs> I love Laura screaming in the background. It's so funny. <laughs> 2007. That's when it came out. Oh, I'm not a movie person. I mean, I get it, but like, this is a good one. You're not a movie, entertainment, pop culture. I mean. You know, it's funny. I used to feel like I was Mr. Pop Culture. Now I feel like I'm. Oh, no. Mr. Not Pop Culture. And what years exactly were you Mr. Pop Culture? Thank you, Lindsay. That was 1998 is what year okay. that was. Thank you, Lindsay. That's right. 1998. I was Mr. Pop Culture. I was named Mr. Pop Culture. I had to wear a sash, the whole thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Seriously. It was, a, it was a pop culture beauty contest, and I was the hottest of the it. pop culture. And then you just quit after that. And then after that, I was like, <laughs> I've already been crowned. So if you want to crown him, then crown his ass, which I already was crowned. So I, I got crowned. Now I'm not Mr. Pop Culture. So the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, man, I'm telling you, I feel stupid sometimes. You know, you guys have seen every movie ever made, not me. I've seen the same movie over and over again, but not every one. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love that movie. I love the uh, there's the song like that's like with the movie, like the um, you know the theme song to the movie or whatever. Do we have that song? I don't know what the name of it is. What do we need it for? We got it's definitely you. not. Da, 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 da. It's definitely not that. But it's Sounds it's so good. It's so good. American. I want to say it's Jay Z. I kind of like it when you when you hum it or right. Yeah, Jay Z. It is. It's a Jay Z song. I think it's just called American Gangster. Actually, yeah, it'd be fun. I feel like you'd like this song, Kaplan. Well, I, I, there's you'd a lot of You'd be wilding out to it. Well, I, hey, now you're talking, George. Now you're talking my language. Thank you. I would be wilding out. That's right. Like, you, like I was earlier this morning to a club bangers class with Alex Toussaint. And by the way, just so you know, I've written down every single song that Alex Toussaint played today in my Peloton class for club bangers. So when everybody says, you don't know this song, Cap, you don't know this artist, Cap, I'm like, hey. Where do you guys get your music from? You guys, because I used to listen to the radio back in the day. That's where I got my music from. Now I get my music on Peloton. I wrote down the entire playlist. Oh, play it for me. You know this song, George? No, I don't know. Actually, I don't know it either. So, is this, this isn't the Jay Z song, is it? Oh, it's the beginning of it. It's like a prelude. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard it because I. I mean, I've always heard it like on the radio, so it just goes right into the. No. no. This was not part of Club. This isn't Bangers the song I was referring to. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right. What the hell happened with Mason again? Do we have audio of this? We sure do. You, yeah. Let me tell you what oh. I know, and then yeah. you can. Then we'll jump right in. Here's what I know. You ready? Yeah. Last week, Steve Mason asked Sean McVay a question. Yeah. That um, I guess Sean McVay didn't think was a very smart question. That's number one. What was and, he a defensive? Um, we should just play it. Yeah, we should. Okay, play let me it. hear it. Let's, yeah, just, let's, just, like hear it. It let's just hear it. Let's We break right. it down. That's how yeah. we do. We break All it down right. on the show. Got it. But it feels like uh, Stafford might maybe getting a little too cup reliant. Do you know what I mean? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> That's one funny. More one more time. It was quick. That's funny. Can we get can we get that as a drop? No, not really. Like I think that's an amazing <laughs> drop, by the way. But it feels like uh, Stafford might maybe getting a little too cup reliant. Do you know what I mean? No, not really. <laughs> that's great. That is great. You know, I came into this uh, on on the air when they, these guys were having this conversation. I missed the Sean McVay part of it, but I heard the no, not really part, and they were having a good time with the no, not really. Not really. I don't. I don't get it. It is yeah. a pretty dumb question. Like, oh, sorry, your number one wide receiver. Do you think they're getting too reliant on him? Mm-hmm. Not a good question. Okay, so then what's the follow up with Les Snead today? What happened? Did they ask today? him if it was a do- like? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Asked him oh, about it. oh no. Oh, okay. I get it. Cooper Cup reliant. Yes. Right. And how does Sean? You want to replay Sean's answer? No. Yeah. Not really. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can add anything to that. I think that solidified <laughs> might be your dumbest question. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
I, I don't think it's I, listen. I don't believe in dumb questions. Okay, like I don't. I don't believe in dumb questions. Um, well, most coaches tell you there are no dumb questions. The reason coaches say that to players is because they want to make sure that the players all understand everything. So if you're afraid to ask a question because you think it's a dumb question, then you go out on the field and you make a mistake because you were too bashful to ask what you thought was a dumb question. No question's a dumb question. Ask it. I, I'm with you. Like, I totally feel like it's fine. Like, I have no issues with him asking that question. Now, is he over-reliant on Cup? I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I mean, no, early on, really. I felt like he was. But who's not over-reliant on their number one receiver, I guess, is the issue, you know? Well, I mean, I would say that if you are throwing or targeting Cooper Cup and you're not completing those passes and you're attempting to force balls to him, then perhaps you might think he's over-reliant. But as long as the targets and the completions are happening, which they are, because the numbers that Cooper Cup is putting up right now, I mean, they're, I mean, they're these are amazing first half of the season sort of statistics that Cooper's putting up. So I don't know that he's over reliant because they're succeeding. If they were failing because he was trying to force balls to him because he didn't have a number two and a number three and a really good tight end, then I would understand. But they're succeeding. And by the way, Robert Woods is getting his share. Uh, Van Jefferson is getting his share. Tyler Higby's getting his. So I don't I don't think that Stafford is over-reliant on Cup. Cup's your number one receiver. He's your number one option. Yeah, dude. I mean, who doesn't throw to their number one option? You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, I, I, I do think, though, to Mason's credit, there was a time. I want to say Sean McVay, like two or three weeks ago, said something to the effect uh, effect of that they needed to get Robert Woods more involved. So I mean, I mean, if you draw from that conclusion, then you know maybe they were a little too Cooper Cup heavy. Well, it's succeeding. That's all I can tell you. I mean, right now the Rams are seven and one. And by the way, since we're talking about wide receivers and the reliance that Matthew Stafford has on Cooper Cup, you know. You look around, you say, okay, there's Robert Woods, there's Van Jefferson, there's Tyler Higby. Well, what happened to Deshaun Jackson? And you know, George, when you go back to earlier this week, as in today's Tuesday, so Monday, when you go back to the notion of we've given Deshaun and his people the opportunity to seek a trade, in the NFL what that means is we're going to cut him, but before we do, we'll actually let them see if they can broker a better place for him. And then if we can pick up anything in return, good for us. But you got a couple days because the trade deadline's coming up real quick, which was this afternoon at 1 o'clock. And the Rams released Deshaun Jackson. He is right now currently an unemployed NFL football player. And why would any team trade for him, especially when the word is out that he wants out or that they're giving him the chance to get out? He'll, he'll go through waivers and somebody will either pick him up or he'll be an available free agent to a team that needs a receiver that at least it seems he's healthy and can still run, but he wasn't doing anything for this Rams team. And I know that a lot of people thought it was really cool. He's a Southern California kid, an L.A. kid, played his college ball at Cal. He's finally come home in his 14th year. There just He didn't provide any value, unfortunately. I'm not saying yeah. he couldn't play. He's just not, he couldn't play on this team. No, right. I, I just think that it was one of those deals where he, he just they the first couple weeks he was there and then he became a luxury item. They didn't really utilize him. So if I'm him, you know, I know that I want to be home, but I also want to play. Like that's it. Uh hey, coming up next, 
I want to get into uh, Carmelo Anthony a little bit and his play, but there's also some breaking news, good news for the Pac-12. I'll tell you what that's all about in a moment. Uh, we're back here on 710 ESPN in four and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is this on your Peloton ride? I'm not sure. Oh, no, you gave me the list. It is on there, and I cannot believe it. Okay, so it's just this, not at the it's not at the hook, right? So like I'm not like 100 percent positive. But he doesn't know it because it's not the hook, Got right? It. No, no. Now it's starting to get familiar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> yes, that one. Yeah. That is the one. I literally was on a 45 minute. Peloton Club Bangers ride today with Alex Toussaint. Wait a minute. This wasn't a Club Bangers? Oh, no. Oh, no. As in it wasn't or isn't or shouldn't be? It shouldn't be. Well, all I know is this. I wrote down every song. What what song is that? It's someone that I used to know, Gautier. Well, I mean, if we had the hook. There we go. There it is. What's the name of this guy? Gautier. Gautier, because I wrote it down, G-O-T-Y-E, and I was like, got ye. <laughs> it's a good, like, Peloton song, though, because, like, when you're spinning and you have to, like, change the, the cadence, I could totally see it being a good spinning song. Mm. I wrote down a lot of songs today, George. I'm telling yeah. you right now. Lindsay, Laura, I'm kind of tired of being the old guy of the crew here, you know? I'm kind of tired of being the guy that doesn't know any hip-hop songs. I mean... Every time you put one on, you're like, yo, Cap, you know who this is? I'm like, no. They're like, you ever hear this song? I'm like, no. Well, this was like, on your list. Laura gave you a, you know, I know. You a list. Yeah, know. this well, was on your list. And then and then I played an earlier song that you were like, yeah, this was on my list. And it wasn't even on your list. Well, no, it wasn't because you were playing that song that George wanted from the movie <laughs> American Gangster. But and you I was thought like, it was yours. <laughs> like, is this on my list? I don't know. I don't know. Your Kiss is on my list. I mean, if there was some Hall & Oates on there, oh, you know, I'd probably know it. But, um, yeah, I don't think Club Bangers is going to have uh, Hollow Notes. It's just me personally. But No, yeah, Club Bangers was playing some artists today. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, with Young Bloods and Lil Jon. They, they rocked it out for me this, this morning. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if uh, you guys are familiar with uh, uh, Crime Mob and Lil Scrappy. <laughs> I'm not Lil Scrappy. That's right, Lil Scrappy. Lil Scrappy. That's right, Little Scrappy. Little. Little Scrappy. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with Young T and Bugsy, but uh, these are all <laughs> artists that uh, these are all artists Wait, that I was jamming out who to is today. It? Who were, were the artists again? That's Young T. That's right. And is there somebody named Bugsy? Bugsy, Bug, Young T, and Bugsy. Love they, hearing you say Are they say the these same things. person? Are they are they multiple people? Is Young T and Bugsy three different persons? What, what do we got here? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> so, um, real quick. Um, so there's some news on the college football front. Now, you and I have talked a lot about just kind of the Pac-12 being in a tough spot because Oregon is the leader in the clubhouse, and then they had that awful loss to Stanford. 
But I always contended, as bad as that loss might have been. Now, granted, Stanford is a rival of Oregon, and it it also um, has always played Oregon very tight historically because of that, right? Uh, even though uh, Stanford this year is, a, I believe, sub-500 or a 500 team. So, but I thought that going into Ohio State, Cap, like, I mean, they hadn't lost there in, like, several years. <laughs> like, Oregon going into Ohio State and beating Ohio State, somewhat convincingly, I thought, I, I felt like should have put them in the mix for the college football playoff. And my hunch was right. They're number four on the list. It is Georgia Alabama, Michigan State, which makes sense, and Oregon at number four, which is pretty awesome for the Pac-12. It is. I mean, when you look at Oregon in that first game of the season, they beat Fresno, and Fresno has improved as the year has gone on, and they've come up with some big wins. They beat UCLA this past weekend. They beat San Diego State, who was ranked 21. So Fresno State is helping. Obviously, you mentioned the Ohio State win. I don't know that the win uh, for Oregon over Stony Brook is doing very much for them, but okay, it's there. Arizona's garbage. Stanford was their, was their lone loss thus far. And I'm surprised, to be frank, that wins over Cal, UCLA, Colorado are enough to propel Oregon. No, it's, it's Ohio State, dude. It's just no, you I got went it. to Ohio State. You'd never won there. And, and by the way, no one had won there in years. Like, they had been dominant at home. It is a very. It was, in week two, an incredibly impressive win for the Pac-12. And... I guess here we are now in mid well, not mid-early November, and that one win by Oregon at the Horseshoe over then number three Ohio State, that win is enough to put Oregon, at least now, in the top four in college football. Right, and Ohio State is number five right now. Now, Ohio State has a ton of games left that are big games. Cincinnati, though, uh, the uh, little engine that could is coming in at number six. Uh, they're coming in at six, which is not... Uh, ideal for them I don't I, I mean they're going to need some some losses um, from Michigan State and Ohio State and Oregon probably even uh, to make that happen but I, I do think it is pretty wild that um, the Pac-12 is in like but I feel I, I say that in a good way like I want the Pac-12 to be in because here's the problem with college football and maybe people out there agree with me maybe they disagree with me but I feel like the interest around the country for college football has waned, right? Where it's not what it used to be. Why? Because USC's been down, right? Because, you know, Oregon isn't USC. They're not like as dominant as SC was back in the day, although they're very good. Um, and they're basically, you know, they got 40 kids from California, um, you know, and more than half of those from Southern California. So, but I, I feel like if you're college football, and I could be wrong about this, like if you're this committee, you can't just let it be SEC teams all the time. You know what I mean? And Big Ten teams. Because then you're you're regionalizing your sport. I feel like that has hurt baseball uh, historically here over the last 15 or 20 years. And I definitely think it's hurting college football. Uh, now, granted, Big Ten and SEC country, they are diehards, right? Like, they are going to watch in droves. But I do think it matters when you have other regions of the country involved. Like, I think that that stuff, um, if they're good enough – and hell, if you go into Ohio State to win and you win, like you're definitely good enough on any given Saturday. Like I, I think that you should be in there. And Michigan State too. Like I mean, even though I, I already just referenced the Big Ten, but they're not like the traditional Big Ten power uh, in that situation. So I actually like it. I actually like what the committee did here, which is rare. I hate the college football playoff committee. Yeah, I don't think we would have liked it as much. I mean, look, I think all of us want to see the Pac-12 get back to national prominence where whoever's winning the Pac-12 
should be considered one of the top teams in college football. I'm actually a little surprised, though, because Cincinnati, to me, is right now is the Cinderella of the college football season. But the fact of the matter remains that the only quality win that you would look at with Cincinnati is Notre Dame, at Notre Dame, I guess you might consider Indiana a decent win just because they play in a bigger, better conference. But otherwise, wins against Tulane and Navy and Temple and Central Florida, they're just not going to do it for you. On a, I mean, you can look good because you're undefeated, but when people start to really dig in, in this case the committee, and they look at your schedule, the strength of it, your opponents, etc., Oregon, with a loss, looks way better than Cincinnati, who's unbeaten, and their only quality win is at Notre Dame. Right. And how quality is that, right, at this stage? Yeah. So uh, it is wild. Um, so, you know, that that's the latest on college football. I, I just want the Pac-12 to be represented. So at this point, I want Oregon in there because it, it, it actually puts pressure on SC, I think, if Oregon gets back in the playoff uh, to do the right thing as far as their coaching hire and make sure they're committed to football, you know. Uh, although – it, it you know I'm not going to sit here and dismiss that they're not committed to football, but I know that there are plenty of USC alum who are not thrilled with the way that the, the football program has gone clearly over the last several years. All right, coming up next, Carmelo Anthony deserves your respect. I'll tell you why on the other side. Blow the whistle. Ba-ba-da. Is this on your uh, your jam thing, your Peloton you know thing? It. Yeah, this is on Club Bangers. My man, what's up, big dog? Alex Toussaint. I was looking for a shout-out today. What's up, my big dog, Scott Kaplan, out there on his 200th ride? What's up, my big dog? And I was like, yo, is this blow the whistle from too short? Does he does he do that, and it gives you, like, an extra motivational push? Like, oh, he shouted me out, so now I got to go even harder. It does if you're taking the class live, but I always take the classes on demand. What's that you know? class again? I might have to dig on this. You want to know what this class is called? Yeah. It's called Alex Toussaint, and this is his Club Bangers ride. Thank you for setting me up for that. Thank you. I mean, I know it was easy, but you know, I just had to do it. Now, I'm told, just so you guys all know, that our colleague in the mid-afternoon, Gregory Arthur Bergman. Did you guys know that's Greg's middle name? Arthur. I did not know. I did Arthur. not know that. That's right. Uh, Gregory Arthur Bergman is apparently Dang. in a weight loss challenge of some sort with mythical Again? money. Yep, with mythical money with Mason in Ireland. He lost a lot of money last time. And I guess he has to do like 18 Peloton classes it, in the month. I don't think it's more of a weight loss challenge as it is so much of them teasing him for buying a Peloton and never riding it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. I He's do wrong. remember he wanted to buy a Peloton. He a bought while it. Back. He yeah. bought it during when he was still producing the show. But I think he only used it a couple of times. So right. now he's got to use it 18 times you in the month. And so today um, he asked everybody on Twitter if they would follow him oh on God. Peloton. <laughs> so I followed him. Aww. And then he's like, hey, man, can we like Peloton together? And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Let's push each other. Let's see what you got. You know? And so I'm looking forward to a club bangers ride with Bergman. So... I know Lindsay wanted a Peloton, and if she's going to use it, then Greg maybe should just gift it to her. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Right? Don't think that's going to happen, though. I mean... Yeah, probably not, is my <laughs> guess. Yeah. Things are as expensive. If well, it's going to collect this, dust... Uh, I'll tell you this. I, I think I told you guys this story a few... This is probably two months ago. Not even. Uh, I, I walk into a restaurant one night. This gentleman comes up to me. He tells me he's a big Sedano and Cap fan. He loves everybody on the show. He's a huge 710 fan. 
and he winds up telling me that he works for Peloton. And he said, hey, you know, whatever you need, let me know. He goes, we can get you, you know, the family and friend kind of deal. So, Linz, you let me know. I mean, I would I would start riding a Peloton and talking about it all day, every day tomorrow if I had one. Well, they're, just, they're expensive. I mean, maybe I can do for you what I did for Laura. What's that? I know. What? What do you mean, what? Yeah, what did you do for me? Did oh, she get? On. Did she get a did you get, you get her Twitter back? Come on, exactly. Did you really? Okay, no, I you still want to so know. LZ said it was him. So I want to yeah. know who it really was, but I don't Maybe care, it was but thank me. you. Well, thank you. I ca- everybody's saying it was you, by the way. <laughs> Everyone said it was Sedano, so sorry, Cap. No, it's okay. I mean, I don't need all the fanfare. I don't need all the accolades. <laughs> Yo, thank you. If it was you, thank you. You know, if it was you, no. But, if uh, it was you on the real, thank you. If it was Sedano, thank you. If it was Tommy, thank you. I don't know. It was so many people working to get my two thousand followers back. <laughs> thank how you. How did you? How did you know it was back? Because so I've also been pushing Twitter a lot, and I got an email saying, "Hey, we restored the original email address. Go in and change the password and fix all that." And I was like, is this legit? And then I did it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm back. <laughs> How's it nice. feel? I feel good because now I can click everything you guys sent on the group chat. So I feel a <laughs> part of the show. <laughs> Feels good. Do it's you weird. feel like you are back as a member of a community that you were excommunicated from for a short period of time? Yes. Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And social media to me is not huge. But for what we do and you guys, you know, we send each other a little like, hey, did you see this? Hey. And when I would click it, I couldn't get into the story. So I'm like, man, okay. So I'm like trying to find it on IG and stuff. So I had to do extra things. So I like that I'm back. All right. Well, congratulations for getting your Twitter handle back. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. EQ underscore. And while I'm at it, since I'm, I'm congratulating you, let me also wish you, Laura, and everybody out there who is listening, a very feliz Dia de los Muertos. How about that? That was pretty good. Gracias. Did I, try? I mean, I was close, you know? Yeah. Feliz Dia de los Muertos, right? Yeah. Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say it fast good. enough, and I don't have enough, yeah. you know, No, 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 you did great. Natural. I've, George, you know what I just did to that? What did you do? You I anglicized, anglicized it? it. That's exactly Yeah, you did. Right. You totally anglicized it. Right. Um, but yeah, good job by you knowing that. It was uh, yesterday through the end to of today. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And is it is it the um, calaveras? Is that what you do? Does that sound right? Did I just make that word up? No, you didn't. I'm, I'm a very, very bad Mexican. Everybody knows this, and I get my Mexican card revoked all the time. We actually don't do an ofrenda at my house. So, But that's, you know, you, you do the little setup with um, different like the pictures of who you want to honor, but we don't actually do that. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I too, am a bad Mexican. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't do that, but I'm a decent Jew. Calaveras is just the skull. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, you can oh. paint it on your face. Right. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. So anyway, well, for all that are celebrating Feliz. Feliz. Uh, all right. We should be celebrating Carmelo Anthony. Like he's playing really well for all the fanfare that we talked about with Russell Westbrook. Carmelo Anthony has been the guy that's delivered in a big way of all the guys that have uh, been the additions this offseason. Well, I think that's right, George. I mean, especially here in the early part of the season, um, there's one guy on this team right now. Just think about it. LeBron, you know, was missed a couple games due to injury, and AD was, at least the way we all see it, playing, quote-unquote, out of position. Russ was melting down at one point. Um, Dwight Howard wasn't giving respect to AD. I mean, there, there were just all kinds of little things going on here in the early part of the season. And the one guy 
who put on the uniform, tied up his sneakers, and got out there and just did his thing, that's been Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And I suppose in many ways it's been a little under the radar, but, I mean, nationally I think it's being talked about. Like, wow, Carmelo is right now, I mean, he's scoring better right now, shooting better right now than he was just a few, like three, four years ago. We were looking up some stats earlier in the day. Lindsay, do you have the numbers on Carmelo? I think last time he was an All-Star, we looked this up, 2017, check me, with the Knicks. Is that right? Yeah, 2017-2018 season. And his shooting percentage then versus now? Uh, let me look it up. Give me just a second. I know no. like his average points per game were – they're 16.7 right now, and that season they were 16.2, and that's like the last time he's come anywhere close to that number. George, can can Carmelo Anthony, who has started the season hot the way he has, can Car- is this Carmelo Anthony, or is this just a small snapshot of an older player who's an experienced player who's just having a few good games? Or is this Carmelo Anthony? Uh, I think it's Carmelo Anthony. Um, I think he's just last year in Portland. He had a really good season. I don't think people realize that. Um, and he's been really good. Yeah. So I, I think this is just Carmelo Anthony. Well, Lakers and Houston tonight, and obviously we'll lead everybody up to the pregame with Sliwa and Michael, and then we'll, we'll hand it off and we'll, we'll have the play by play tonight. But, um, this is another one of those games tonight, George, we talked about it like last week, Friday night was going to be Cleveland get right. Then Sunday was Houston, and they had a 21-point lead, did the Lakers, going into the fourth quarter. And now we're going to go into this game, and this should be another, I hate to say it like this, but this should be another win. It should be another gimme. Um, doesn't mean that somebody you know can't knock you off one night. I mean, we, we saw what happened with Oklahoma City, but you pointed this out. The schedule will get more difficult from here, so bank wins when you're playing against inferior opponents and you're doing things to your lineup, especially your starting lineup. This is a good night to just keep on experimenting with this new starting lineup and with AD truly playing center. Yeah, no, for sure. I think you you need to just kind of – you need to start settling into a rotation, right? Like, I think that, you know, Frank took the first five games or so to figure that out. Now he's going to experiment with this particular lineup with AD at center and Bradley and Baysmore and Carmelo kind of being the sixth man or so. You know what I mean? Like, so I I think that – all this stuff, I think, bodes well because I like those particular lineups. Um, you know, I, I still think he's going to have to look down the line to see who else he can trust. Um, you know, Dwight, I guess, is, is still part of this rotation. I, I don't believe as much as I like him personally that DeAndre Jordan should be part of this rotation, um, at least at the moment. But, I, I mean, who knows? You know, I, I don't I, – I think we still need to shake it out a little bit and let's see what's going on. Look, do I think Carmelo, by the way, is going to shoot 50% from the field and 50, you know, 52 from three for the rest of the season? No, of course not. But I, I think he I, I think he's certainly capable of shooting 40% from three. He did last year. He shot 41%. Um, so if, if he can do that, that's what he's there for. Um, you know, he he's – you know, he, he's a guy that certainly can shoot the ball at a high clip. Um, and he's he's a guy that's got more than just that. He's not a spot-up shooter. Like, you could still put him in the post in certain scenarios, the mid-post, and kind of work offense through there. And it's funny, Cap, because for years, because of analytics, there's been a lot of talk about, well, you know, it's just threes and, and, uh, and, and you know, shots at the basket. More and more teams are working the mid-range now. And we saw that last year in the finals with Milwaukee and, and Phoenix, and you're seeing it, you know, with Carmelo a little bit. Um, I, I think it's, it, it's smart because those shots are there, now, they're not higher percentage shots, but they're there. 
So if you're there and you have a certain guy that's comfortable with it, you might as well you might as well take it. And Carmelo's certainly comfortable there. But it is fascinating to just kind of see how his evolution. I mean, he was out of the league, Cap. Out of the league. I know. I know. And I and listen, I gotta tell you, I don't know how everybody else feels about it. I love the guy. You know, I I've yeah, I feel he's like very we, easy to like. Right, we, we I feel like we followed his entire career from his freshman year, winning a national championship at Syracuse, yeah. through his entire NBA journey, where at one point he's one of the true stars of the league. He's playing for the Knicks, then it's not working out so well, and then the way he adjusts who he is and the kind of teammate that he is and the sort of role that he has to play on a team, and then now here he is at the latter part of his career, big smile on his face plays the game this is going to sound very cliche and kind of cheesy so be prepared he seems to play the game with a lot of joy yeah even coming out of my mouth that sounded pure cheese okay but he just he looks like he's having fun and i love watching carmelo play yeah i agree wholeheartedly i'm a i'm a big fan of what he's of like his resurgence there's no doubt and laker fans should enjoy it too i mean i i I think it's somewhat sustainable, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, this portion of the show is presented by Lyman Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. Um, all right, coming up next, I want to get into some football stuff because Steelers players are trolling Mike Tomlin over this USC stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I want to get into that. And Keyshawn uh, doesn't necessarily love this Rams move with Von Miller. We'll get to all that stuff coming up next. Stick around, 710 ESPN.